Hello. Whenever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arghli and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I'll be speaking with Girish Menon, a partner at KPMG, on why cloud gaming will inevitably come to India and what that'll mean. That's after these headlines. India's top five IT services companies will hire 96,000 people in the current fiscal year, NASCOM, the IT industry's lobby, said in a statement yesterday after a report by the Press Trust of India on June 15th about automation-led job losses, citing a report by Bank of America. The business process management sector in India, which has been called out as the sector ripe for automation, employs over 1.4 million people, excluding domestic and in-house staff, and not 9 million, as the Bank of America report suggests, NASCOM said in its statement. The IT BPM sector overall employed 4.5 million people as of March 2021. In the year ended March 31, 2021, India's IT industry hired 138,000 people, NASCOM said. With a strong deal pipeline and strong business outlook, the industry is on track to reach $300 to $350 billion in revenues by 2025, compared with about $190 billion at the end of the last fiscal year. The industry will continue to be a net creator of jobs, NASCOM said. Apple CEO Tim Cook argued against being forced to allow iPhone users to install apps from outside the App Store, as some US lawmakers are proposing. Cook was defending the company's closed ecosystem in an interview with the publication Root on June 16th. US lawmakers are also considering rules that would, that would force Apple to allow users to uninstall Apple's factory-installed apps in favor of alternatives of their choice. Android has 47 times more malware than iOS does, Cook claimed in the interview. It's because we've designed iOS in such a way that there's one app store and all of the apps are reviewed prior to going on the store. And so that keeps a lot of this malware stuff out of our ecosystem. And customers have told us very continuously how much they value that. And so we are going to be standing up for the user in the discussions, he said. Facebook and Michigan State University researchers say they have developed software that can reveal where deepfake videos have come from, CNBC reported on June 16th. Deepfakes are videos that have been digitally altered in some way with artificial intelligence. They've become increasingly realistic in recent years, making it harder for humans to determine what's real on the internet and on platforms like Facebook and what's not. Facebook's AI researchers say that their software, announced on Wednesday, can be trained to establish if a piece of media is a deep fake or not from a still image or a single video frame. Not only that, they say the software can also identify the AI that was used to create the deep fake in the first place, no matter how novel the technique, according to the CNBC report. Amazon and Flipkart have appealed against an order by the High Court in the state of Karnataka that allowed India's competition authority to go ahead with an investigation of the country's two largest e-commerce businesses, Economic Times reported yesterday. The Competition Commission of India had opened an investigation in January last year into allegations of deep discounting and favourable treatment of select sellers on the marketplaces that were seen as hurting other small sellers. The e-commerce giants got an interim court order to halt that investigation. The Commission then appealed a stay on the Supreme, at the Supreme Court, which referred the case back to the High Court in Karnataka, Economic Times reported. Nazara Technologies, a Mumbai-listed gaming company, has signed a binding term sheet to acquire a majority stake in Arakis Sanitim Organization Pazarlama, better known as PublishMe, the largest mobile game publishing agency in the Middle East and Turkey. 
Nazara will invest an approximate amount of 20 crore rupees for acquiring close to 70% stake in PublishMe by way of primary and secondary transactions through a subsidiary, the company said in a press release yesterday. PublishMe is a full-service games marketing and publishing agency which works extensively with gaming publishers in Turkey and the Middle East and North Africa region. With this acquisition, Nazara expands its international footprint in the freemium segment. Nazara will aim to build local execution capabilities, cutting across key growth segments, namely freemium, gamified learning and esports, the company said in its release. In startup news, FarmEasy has been valued at $1.8 billion after Facebook co-founder Eduardo Saverin's B Capital acquired a minority stake in the online pharmacy startup for $20 million through a secondary deal, Economic Times reported yesterday. US-based investment firm Tiger Global is also finalizing a $20 million primary capital infusion in PharmEasy's parent API Holdings, the paper reports. PharmEasy is preparing for a public listing and is seeking a valuation of $3 billion at the IPO, according to Economic Times. India's tech, star- tech startups could raise as much as $100 billion by 2025, and nearly a third of that could come from the country's wealthiest, Praxis Global Alliance, a consultancy forecasts in a new report. Ultra-high net worth individuals, defined as those worth more than $30 million, will rise to about 10,300 in India through 2024, from about 6,000 in 2019, and their collective wealth will go from $440 billion in 2019 to $707 billion through 2024, according to Praxis. The consultancy collaborated with 256 Network, a private network of the world's wealthy. By 2025, India will be home to 150 unicorns, meaning startups privately valued at $1 billion or more, compared with 56 today, according to Praxis. Being stuck at home due to the COVID pandemic propelled more people in India to take to online gaming, especially on their smartphones. This was an acceleration of a trend that was already apparent in the two years leading up to the pandemic, according to KPMG, an accounting firm and consultancy. India now has the largest number of online gamers after China. However, it is still a small market in terms of the revenue made by game developers from India. This will likely change sooner rather than later, says Girish Menon, a partner at KPMG, tracking media and entertainment, for reasons including the eventual entry of cloud gaming into India, rolling out of 5G wireless, and the growth of the subsegment of gamers who are serious about gaming and willing to spend money on it. Here's more from my conversation with Girish. Girish, uh, thank you so much for making time for this uh, interview. Uh, welcome to this podcast. Thanks for having me. For, for starters, uh, Maybe if you could tell us about what the online gaming scene was like in India before the pandemic and what has happened over the last 18 months uh, will probably help us uh, set the context and that'll, you know, I'll have some follow-on questions after that. Sure. So, uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you look at the, uh, you know, the gaming ecosystem in India and the size of the gaming uh, market, particularly in terms of the number of users, this was something which had seen a fair amount of traction even before the pandemic, right? So if I look at uh, somewhere around uh, FY19, FY, you know, before FY20, um, gaming was, all, you know, in, in that three, four year cycle, we were seeing gaming uh, as an, you know, grow upwards of 30% in terms of the number of users that were getting added year on year, right? And this, so this, this is already a trend that was, uh, you know, uh, pre-existing. I think what was interesting was what changed in terms of the, uh, you know, when the pandemic came through in terms of how it got impacted, right? Um, and this is something that we have seen across 
all the key metrics that you can look at, right? So whether it is in downloads, whether it is active users, whether it is uh, time spent, right? Uh, all of that saw a substantial bump up uh, between uh, during the lockdown to start off, right? So, you know, so for example, the number of downloads, uh, you know, of games sort of increased from 1.8 billion pre-pandemic or, you know, before the pandemic started to 2.7 billion during that uh, primary lockdown phase in Q2 FY20, Q2, Q2 2020, right? If you look at time spent metrics, it went up from 2.5 hours per day to 4.1 hours per day in that time frame, right? So these are all some very, very interesting numbers that, uh, that started coming through in that time frame. But the concern always was, is this sustainable? Is this a blip? What happens when people start going back to office and stuff like that, right? And when that did happen, the numbers did drop and it was inevitable that it would. But what was interesting for us is that they settled in at a number which is almost 15% higher than what they were uh, pre-pandemic, right? Uh, so what that meant was two things happened during this phase. So, for example, if you look at the number of active users in March, it was somewhere around, you know, 440, 450 million odd users as a range, if I want to look at that. Uh, it went up to 600 million plus in, um, you know, in, uh, in, in during the lockdown. And then subsequently it came down, but it was, it settled in closer to 500 million, right? So, what this meant is, yes, you had more people playing. Uh, which, you know, and some of them didn't go away after the, uh, not some of them, a lot of them didn't go away after the lockdowns got lifted. Same with the time spent, right? So what was, uh, you know, 2.5 million hours a day, which went up to 4.1, came down to 3.1, still higher than what it was uh, pre-pandemic. So it also tells us that not only more people are playing, but they are playing for longer, right? And this, in our view, is a very, very important uh, trigger for change uh, and growth for the sector. And we are starting to hear similar trends even during this current lockdown that we are uh, that we are sort of experiencing. Hmm. And I guess this uh, probably gives the also a little bit of the backdrop as to why you wanted to do this uh, new report that you have just brought out. And uh, can you maybe give us a sense of what was you know, at a broad level, what are the top three or four points that you're making in your report? Sure. So I think there are two, three elements uh, to what this report is trying to achieve, right? Uh, we've called it a primer on online casual gaming precisely because when you look at, when you say gaming, right, I think um, there are many things that uh, come into mind, but interestingly not uh, what is the, you know, the, the largest uh, you know, element of gaming in India today, right? So, for example, you tend to think of fantasy sports, you tend to think of card games, you tend to think of console games and all your PUBGs and the rest of the world, right? But the reality is that if you look at the online casual gaming users, right? So, out of 430 million uh, uh, users today, totally for the gaming segment, 420 million of them play casual games, right? In some form or the other. So, this is a very large universe. At the same time, definitely under-indexed when it comes to uh, the size of the market, right? Uh, and, and the uh, revenue monetization today. And so we felt that what was needed was something which brings together all the various elements of gaming and clearly educate uh, you know, readers as to what 
is gaming how do you define gaming what are the various elements where do you make money how do you make money who plays how they play and stuff like that right so that is one part of what we've tried to achieve out there talk about the value chain of gaming you know who who does what what does a developer do what does a publisher do what does a streamer do e sports how do they make money all of that so that's all covered in here over there what we've also done then is to look at where it's headed right and what's driving that change so at one level obviously we on an overall basis we you know we estimate that the casual gaming universe itself will see a 3x uh, you know monetization growth in the in the next few years and what for us is going to drive that which are some of the key fire, you know takeaways that are coming out from the report is on one hand there is going to be a stronger sophistication and growing maturity of the gamer itself today if you look at the indian gaming uh, ecosystem barring those you know few million users who've been playing on consoles forever most of the gaming uh, gamers in india are guys who came in the last few years and particularly during the last 4 years or so so they are relatively immature players and are learning you know the, the and their behavior is still learning and evolving right so i think as that grows we believe that that's going to significantly drive growth in the gaming second angle which we you know delved into and which is also you know uh, you know key changes that are going to happen out there is basically the supply ecosystem right i think the simple point is um if you look at uh, you know that the the sort of uh, you know the titles which are out there you know you are it's 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 a global field right every game created globally is available at least on a mobile phone to an indian user and they can play whatever they choose to play right so any indian developer out there is competing with everybody else in the world right so how do you build a supply of indian content how do you create a content which is uh localized and meets uh you know cultural nuances and tastes and gives that from level of familiarity uh, and how uh, you know uh, you know and how do you create a model which encourages user engagement right and you know through the whole multiplayer gaming boom that the products that we are seeing and the whole social interactions with gaming is fostering is you know is also going to sort of drive the uh, supply side of the ecosystem and make it more deeper and wider from an india context also right that was the second uh, key element that came out from a monetization perspective i think uh, you know what what really came out for us is that um, uh, you know while consumer spend will see continued traction and it will grow uh, you know uh, you know uh, at a, at a fairly rapid pace over the next few years primarily because of the growing maturity of the uh, of the gamer as also you know monetization models uh, evolving uh you know greater uh, emphasis on ai ml in terms of what to charge a customer and at what time of gameplay to charge him and what's the best way to position that product uh and provide value to the customer all of those investments that are happening uh you know we think that casual gaming will definitely the, the, the consumer spend on that will also see significant traction finally the other key part point on uh, monetization that i wanted to also talk about is the whole advertising monetization so advertising has been while uh, the the largest revenue source for casual gaming in india which is very unusual as you particularly when you compare it to global models i think um, you know as the user base and time spent is increasing brands are definitely paying more and more attention to 
uh, you know the gaming uh, part of the ecosystem for uh, their campaigns secondly i think what helps is indians by nature are very comfortable watching ads uh, you know to uh, you know from uh, you know to gain something out of it and there i think the rewarded ad model which is evolving globally and which has been started uh, to play out in india over the last year or so i think is going to be a very big game changer for monetization of games in india because uh, on one hand it allows the uh, developer to focus on that large sections of the population which are the so called minos uh, as compared to whales who constitute you know the larger uh, revenue sources for you you can focus on these minos to basically offer them ad led uh, monetizations and rewarded ads in return for them getting the ability to go next levels to buy elements within the game and stuff like that right to sort of replace uh, iap at least for those guys who are not used to paying for it so as this gains traction i think even uh, the the monetization story is going to become much much stronger so overall i think these are three or four elements from a growth perspective uh, you know that we are seeing which is going to drive uh, uh, you know the next three 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 hmm. I, i guess 450 million as an as the number goes is a pretty large number of uh, users uh, but since you mentioned monetization uh, as a market uh, how does india compare uh, with uh, the advanced markets like the us or japan so um, while you know i i'll share that number with you but i will also you know at the outset outset i do want to make the point that it's probably not a fair comparison right uh, i mean but but uh, you know if you but to look at the numbers if you look at the arpu uh, average arpu so i'm not talking about ar uh, you know uh, for a paying user but the total universe arpu for india is somewhere between uh, 1 to 3 dollars okay whereas that number is upwards of 200 uh, you know in the us right so it's a massive difference right but i think what we have to also understand is two or three things right the gaming ecosystem in the us is probably 50 years old right when consoles started coming out in the us that's when the gaming ecosystem started uh, blossoming out there and consoles by the nature of their business was a paid product and over the past many many years it has inculcated a behavior of paying for games in the us which doesn't exist in india because india pretty much skipped the console generation we've had a flatlined user base of console for a while now uh, and most of that 430 450 million number that you see are actually mobile gamers right and a lot of them have come through in the last 4 years so behavior wise we are you know a very nascent market and you know a way to go on the maturity index uh, before we you know start you know before the monetization then starts becoming comparable to uh, what we start seeing in some of the other markets hmm, hmm. so um, as a proxy for uh, popularity of uh, games and the more serious gamers Uh, what have you observed in terms of uh, adoption of platforms like uh, Discord in India among young gamers? So this is not something that we ended up, uh, you know, covering too much, uh, you know, in, in our uh, in our uh, research this time, because uh, our emphasis was more on the mass gaming universe. Uh, while we've covered this element, uh, our sense is that. Uh, while the pickup has happened i think it is still restricted to a very 
small microcosm of uh, gamers that 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 are there today uh, but i think with uh, game streaming picking up and with uh, esports picking up i think you know the the entire enabling ecosystem around this is starting to see more traction right so i don't really have any numbers to uh, tell you how the pickup is happening for some of these guys but definitely uh, you know uh, that trend is uh, you know moving in that direction and i think the, the the big change is going to be what happens when those few millions of uh, you know gamers who are hardcore gamers today that number becomes say 30 40 million over the next few years as the market matures that's when i think you will see these big changes that are happening around the ecosystem of products also right now it's a very niche uh, market hmm so i guess uh, it would be a similar story when it comes to platforms like uh, nintendo switch or the playstation or the xbox will be limited to a, a a small subsegment of the overall uh, gaming user base so, in india yeah so uh, from what i am aware of the the user base for uh, consoles of various forms have been in and around that 20 to 25 million for a while now right it's not really materially changed so it's a decent number but it's a number which is flatlined and you know whatever needs to happen it, it's sort of revolving within that ecosystem right i think the challenge has been with the, the cost of a console uh you know being you know prohibitive in terms of the value that typical household sees for it it has meant that that universe has been fairly limited right uh, so and i think that number may not necessarily change too dramatically uh, unless something happens to the price points which honestly i don't uh, see that happening immediately but i think what might change and this is something we have covered in a report uh, is basically what will happen with cloud gaming okay though i would want to preface that point with a statement that it is not immediate it is a while away at least 4 to 5 years away before cloud gaming becomes a serious reality in india right i mean at this point even from a service perspective there are no cloud gaming services that are really available in india but assuming they do come through over the next uh, year or two uh, it will still remain restricted to the the, the user base which had wired uh, broadband connections and that to high speed broadband connections to avoid latency but if you want to go truly mass with this uh, product uh, and essentially have uh, the wide section of indian gamers playing console type games cloud gaming is the answer but that was likely happen only when 5g comes through right but 5g at least consumer 5g at a scale which will start making meaningful sense is at least 5 years away uh, in terms of uh, practical uh, on ground scale right so therefore i think it's a while away before we start seeing cloud gaming become a serious opportunity in india but the reason why we are pretty excited about it is because when it does become a reality it's got the potential to change the entire gaming ecosystem you will have huge volumes of people who have the ability to now start playing console like games where all they need is any kind of a screen and a joystick yeah in fact you kind of answered uh, two of my next questions uh, i was i was in fact since you mentioned uh, streaming i was going to ask you about uh, 
Amazon Luna and you know what your thoughts were on whether Luna could come to India and I, and of course the next question was whether 5G would make any difference uh, and if you if you want to expand on those thoughts uh, so, so 5G I think I've I've answered I uh, you know um, on on Luna and whether it's Luna on the streaming side or whether it's Stadia or some of these other products I think it's inevitable that they will come to India I think um, you know at some point they need to have some visibility of scale and rollout before they can truly come uh, come out to play in India, right? I think uh, that being said, when you look at the way Amazon's rolling out, uh, more and more of their global products are getting uh, rolled out into India as part of their prime package, and gaming in terms of at least uh, you know uh, gaming is also now part of prime, right? Where you can you know, uh, under Prime, you can subscribe to certain elements of gaming, or at least get certain elements of IAP uh, benefits through Amazon Prime. So those benefits have started to come through, but uh, you know, there's obviously no definitive uh, visibility on dates and when this will likely happen. But I wouldn't be surprised in the next couple of years when you will see most of these products being available in India. Okay, excellent, uh, insightful conversation, Girish. Uh, thank you again for making time for this. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. That was Girish Menon. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.